0: From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat.
1: Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.
0: Hey now. Howdy, friends. Uh, Hey, however you're listening to us, we appreciate you. We're on lots of podcast platforms. We always mention the main ones, Spotify and Apple and Google. We always appreciate it when you guys let your friends know. And also, if you are on a, an app that has a rating system, I know Spotify does. If you could throw us a bunch of stars, like the five being the most that you can do, that would be great. And we appreciate you guys sharing because I swear every single week I get at least one DM that's like, oh, my friend told me about your podcast. Oh, you know, my uncle or whatever it might be. And hey, we love that. Thank you so much.
1: Fuck you. How does that sound coming from me? Does that sound you a know little what? aggressive? Not
0: really. I mean, it's you, so I was just like, what's your problem now?
1: <laughs> I was actually <laughs> half wondering if you were going to fly across the table.
0: No. Nothing.
1: <laughs> uh, imagine that as a response when you reach out to your elected member of parliament cat. That's what's going on. Uh-oh. We're in uh we're in such a weird time right now, and and I want to read this exchange it's a woman from Brantford, Ontario, who now lives over in New Zealand. And she reached out to a member of parliament here in Ontario, Adam Vancouverden. He used to be my MP. And uh, I've had interactions with Adam several times. He seems like a nice enough guy, although I disagree with him on just about every single thing. So this woman reached out and she said, hey, listen, I mean, I got fired as a teacher over here because I didn't get vaccinated. Now I'm basically getting full time hours covering for all the teachers who did get vaccinated, but now have COVID. She hasn't had COVID yet and she can't come back here. She can't fly when she comes to Canada because she's unvaccinated. And she reached out to Adam because she knew that there was going to be a vote last week on ending the mandates. And by the way, that vote failed. The Liberals and the NDP voted again to extend the mandates in Canada. So the woman reaches out and she had a bit of an exchange going out with Adam. It looks like it was a DM conversation in Instagram. And she says, are the mandates helping anyone's health? No, So why are they in place? Corruption and MPs who won't do what is right. Adam responds, well, you sound a lot smarter than all the epidemiologists I speak with. Sorry, I responded. She wrote back, what did they say? Does the jab stop transmission? Because we all know it doesn't. Is there any reason a 29-year-old who had already had COVID wouldn't be allowed to fly? Adam wrote back, not here to inform you, Kate. Later. Later. She said, you're a disgrace. He wrote back, fuck you. A member of parliament told a listener, or sorry, a a, a constituent, a Canadian, fuck you.
0: Are we sure that it was, now I'm only going to say this because devil, devil's advocate here and you assume that someone like that wouldn't reply to that. We're sure this isn't either A, doctored or B, he wouldn't have been hacked right in the middle of that conversation, I assume. So that <laughs> would be a stretch.
1: That would be a stretch, yep.
0: But, uh Yeah. I mean, why would you do that? If this is legit, I mean, and again, I'm going to go on the I'm going to wait and make sure that this is the case. I assume an apology is going to come after the fact. It should. Yeah. If this is true.
1: You know, there's certain uh, fractures forming here. The Hill Times yesterday their Sunday column, was out with a really good article. They actually did the work. They phoned members of Parliament's offices and asked them, could you please tell us, even if it's off the record, we'll keep you anonymous, what do you think of the mandates? According to the Hill Times, the vast majority of Liberal MPs want the mandates gone. They're sick of hearing it from their constituents. They think it cost Stephen Del Duca the election in Ontario, and they want these mandates gone. Prime Minister Trudeau is making their life miserable because that's all they get is nasty opposition. But Trudeau refuses to drop the mandates. Now, we did make a bit of progress on the weekend. They're going to uh, temporarily stop the random testing at Pearson, but only for a few weeks until they can come up with a new plan, Cat. Now, when you land, if you're selected for a test, they're going to take you off-site to do the test so that they don't clog up the airport anymore.
0: What is that? How many people are going offsite Now, how far offsite are we talking here?
1: That's what I'm wondering. I,
0: I've been pulled... Okay, so I haven't been to an airport since COVID. I'll be going to an airport for the first time this summer. However, for the random drug test, for example, it's, it's pretty convenient. And I, I, by the way, for some reason, I must look like a mule. I don't know what it is about me, but I've had to do like two of those random drug tests, right? Not COVID, drug. But it was very convenient, at least. Like, they pulled me aside. Miss, come here. Let me rub your fingers with this weird condom thing. Let me rub your hands. There we go. Put this through the machine. Okay, you're on your way. Like, how how much farther am I going here for the COVID shit? Do I have to get on a bus? or I, I
1: kind of get the impression <laughs> you're either going to get stuck on a bus and taken to a government facility where they can test you, or you'll be given, like, uh, you've got 12 hours to report to this address, downtown Toronto, to get a test, or you're fucked.
0: And is it really random? Or they're like, that person looks sick. Yeah, fuck them. Let's do it. Like. Uh- How do you actually pick a random person out?
1: Oh, there's a person who lives in a conservative riding. Test them. (laughs)
0: Test them. How do they pick the randoms? I do want to know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's guys. It's time. No matter how you feel about what's going on with the COVID situation, we're down to 100 people in the ICU in all of Ontario. A hundred. Yeah. A hundred. There's like 300 cases. Enough. Stop the shit. They got to get rid of this. Now we've got members of parliament telling Canadians, fuck you. (laughs) We've got a major divide in our government caucus about whether or not we should even have these things. Mm -hmm. We've got an opposition that is making money hand Mm -hmm. over fist. The Conservative Party is raising millions of dollars just because they're saying end the mandates, and the Liberals are not keeping up with it. They're not following the science because we all know whether you're jabbed or not, you can get it. You can spread it. It doesn't make a difference. Does it help you personally? Debatable, but we'll go on the assumption that what they say is true, that it does help you personally. But that's the only person it's helping. And part of the reason that this comes up and part of the reason we're in such a weird time is what's going on around us. Not only do we have the annoyance of the mandates from the Trudeau government, but we've also got the Bank of Canada who's at arm's length from the government, but they're still pretty connected in a lot of ways. A new survey on debt from Manulife Bank of Canada has found one in four homeowners say they're going to have to sell their house if interest rates go up any further. Think about that. That's
0: scary stuff right there.
1: One in four Canadian homeowners is so thin. The margin is so razor thin. They're going to have to put their home up for sale. If interest rates go up again, which the Bank of Canada has already said it's 100% that they will go up again, it's just a matter of will it be another, a third half point increase in a row, or is it going to be a three quarters of a point increase? And they've said they're going to keep raising them until inflation comes down. Uh, I'd like to point out inflation has only gotten worse since they started raising interest rates early this spring it's only gotten worse. What they're doing isn't working and they're going to double down on a bad idea that's going to put us in a recession. Mm-hmm. They say one in five Canadians expects the rising interest rates to have a significant negative impact on their overall mortgage, debt and financial situation. Does the government know they, they, they get the news, right? I know that they're in a bit of a bubble there in Ottawa, but they must know even though they're all well off, they're all making close to 200K. They're doing great. They've got drivers. They've got a place in Ottawa paid for them. They get an allowance and all that sort of stuff. They're doing great. But can they still relate to people that are making like between 150 and, say, 200? between fifty and $150,000, the middle class, can they still relate to that? Do they understand how tight this is for so many people? Because
0: I get yeah. the impression they don't get it. I know. Well, we've had this conversation before, and I'm still not sure. I don't believe that they do either. I, something needs to be done, though. When you look at this, and it's not just you know hearsay. You know, that, oh, guys, the rates are going to go up and people are. No, this is like there's people that are seriously afraid. I feel for those who whose mortgage is up for renewal, like right around now, yep. you got to make that tough choice. You know, do you go ahead in and and hope for the best and go, go on that fixed rate? Because we are hearing that it's going to go up and up and up three, four years. And I don't even know how long, but definitely in the next couple of years. It's It's really it's tough right now. And it's tough for a lot of people as is let alone with these rates going up and the price of everything else going up but all i know is something needs to be done and to answer your question i'm not sure that they can actually relate that the people who are in charge of making these decisions can relate but i do know that stuff it needs to it needs to be done i'm not sure what they want like do they want a do they want a recession and a depression like what do you want here
1: Justin Trudeau needs to start thinking about financial policy he needs to start taking control, and showing some leadership. Justin, the smartest thing you could do right now is pick up the phone and phone that loser, Tim Ma- Tiff Macklem, the head of the Bank of Canada. Yeah, I called him a loser because he's going to put this country into a deep, deep, deep recession, maybe even cause another housing crisis. You can see it coming. People are stretched too thin. The bank gave away way too much money, and they're going to be fucked. When their mortgage rates are going up hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars each month, we're fucked. We're in a bad situation. Justin, you better phone him and say, hey, prime minister here, just so you know, we don't support you raising these interest rates. You should leave interest rates where they are and come meet with us here on, uh, at the PMO. And let's talk about other creative solutions to bring down inflation. But if you raise interest rates, just one more time, you're going to put thousands of people over the edge And you're going to create a housing crisis. You're going to create a recession. You might even plummet us into a depression because that's how out of touch the Bank of Canada is that maybe, just maybe, another millionaire, Trudeau himself, might be able to talk some sense into them. Maybe. Or I have a solution. If they're going to keep raising these interest rates, which is a gift to the big banks, they're making so much money. They were making so much money with interest rates where they were. Now that we're raising them even more, they're going to make so much more money. Here's what I think they should do. For now, while we're trying to figure out this housing issue here, number one, they should prohibit banks from charging a fee to switch your mortgage. You know that... that gigantic early payout fee you've got to pay. If you decide you want to refinance, Mm -hmm. that means you technically have to take out a new mortgage. Or if you sell your house and your mortgage hasn't expired yet, maybe you can't port your mortgage or you want to go with a different company. You found a better rate. They should right now immediately put a moratorium on banks charging a fee to pay out your mortgage early. Let the banks compete. That's the least they can do is let the banks compete for that mortgage business. That would save people a lot of money, especially if they have to refinance. It doesn't do anything for the people who saw how bad things were getting during COVID and already did refinance. If you're on a variable rate and you can't lock it in, that's, that's terrible. That's, that's just it awful. It sucks.
0: Yeah, it's not, not a good position to be in.
1: But there's a lot of people who would like to refinance or at least look at their options. But when they're charging $40,000, $60,000 to change your mortgage, that's just ridiculous. They shouldn't be allowed to do that ever. So let's at least put a pause on that. The second thing that they could do right now that would have an immediate impact stop charging land transfer tax.
0: (laughs) Sorry, they're not really. that's, That's great. That would be great. Well, I mean, if
1: they can pull the tax off of gas, okay, that's great. The feds have not done that. Justin Trudeau is not doing a thing for Canadians. For some reason, he's got it in his head that that sends the wrong message that it's okay to drive and that driving gasoline fueled cars is good. That's not what it is at all. It's just helping out your people, Justin. You really should cut that. Doug's going to cut it. Doug's just, what, two weeks away now from cutting the provincial portion of the tax, but cut the federal portion as well. That would be great. Wouldn't hurt to do the same thing with land transfer taxes.
0: They're insane, too. I mean, that's one of the reasons why people won't move, because some people you want to move for different reasons, right? Everyone's different. Maybe it's a, you're at a stage in your life where you want to you know get a bigger house. Maybe it's that you got a job in a different city. So you kind of have to move in that case. There are some people that would just move just because uh, whatever it might be. Maybe they just prefer a corner lot. And one comes to it's the land transfer tax, I think, for most people. And of course, there's lawyer there's lawyer fees and there's realtor fees and everything else but the land transfer tax is a big chunk of change.
1: It's massive.
0: If they eliminated that, I know that there'd be more people moving around. I know that.
1: Yep. If they eliminated the land transfer tax, number one, sorry, that's number two. Number one, stop the banks from charging that early payout fee for your mortgage. If you want to switch to a different company, end of story. Boom. After this payment, I'm going to a different bank. They're going to write you a check for the balance of my mortgage and I just deal with them from now on. Make the banks compete. Stop charging this outrageous land transfer tax if the government, or if the Bank of Canada is going to continue to do this with interest rates. They're playing such a dangerous game right now and it's almost like they don't care what the fallout is or how many people lose their homes. How many people have to make that decision between heating and eating? It's horrible what's going mm-hmm. on. And then to make things even worse... You know Trudeau doesn't like his image tarnished at all. He does not want to be in the headlines for negative reasons under any circumstances. Well, he's got a couple of members of Parliament that are really getting to be an embarrassment. We talked a couple of times last week about Marco Mendicino, the public safety minister. It's looking more and more like he either flat out lied to Parliament or he seriously and intentionally misled them about which police forces Asked for the Emergencies Act. They've got all the police forces now on the record saying, we never asked for it. Mm. He insists they did. If you mislead Parliament, you need to step down. And if you won't step down, you should be fired. That's a serious thing. There's a certain level of integrity that our members of Parliament and elected representatives have to have, particularly when they're dealing with each other. If you led the House to try and have the suspension of civil liberties... By declaring that Emergencies Act, that's a serious, serious thing. So far, nothing. Now they're just trying to say, oh, no, 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 he was misunderstood. He wasn't misunderstood. There are tons and tons and tons of examples on video of him saying exactly what it is we all heard. The police asked for these tools. No, they didn't. They didn't ask for them. If you said they did to Parliament, you misled them. Maybe you flat out lied. Maybe it's time we have a conversation about your status there, Marco. I don't know what's going to happen, Kat, but it certainly doesn't instill a lot of confidence in government. Mm -hmm. But maybe they're just good at, at coming up with great ideas. Let's check into the ideas folder there in Ottawa and see what they've come up with. Oh, here's one from the addictions minister Carolyn Bennett.
0: I, just, I didn't even realize it was a role until today, to be honest with you.
1: We have an addictions minister. An
0: addictions minister. OK. You know,
1: I have to think there's a better use of a cabinet position and salary, but here we are. They'll always find a way to keep Carolyn Bennett in caucus because for whatever reason, Trudeau really, really likes her. So Carolyn's idea is because the cigarette package warnings are basically not effective anymore. She's even saying they've lost their impact because people see it and they don't care. If you're going to smoke, a picture on a box of cigarettes isn't going to change that. And there's also a problem with people giving cigarettes to others. Hey, maybe we're outside the club and you ask, hey, can I bum a smoke off you? Carolyn thinks that's an opportunity to try and prevent people from smoking. She's uh, holding consultations now, but it's already decided this is going to happen. It'll come into effect at the end of 2023. They're going to print warnings on every individual cigarette. Not just on the package, the cigarette itself will have a warning on it.
0: (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how big, how small this font is going to be on here. Seriously. Are you even going to notice it?
1: No, it's going to burn more and more and more by the second. It's one of the craziest ideas I've ever heard in my life. You know, we had this discussion uh, just over a week ago when we were talking about addictions and drugs. Well, the solution to drugs is decriminalize them take away the stigma. The solution to guns is to make them extra illegal and make their a stigma on cigarettes. I don't quite know why we would treat cigarettes differently than drugs, but they're both an addiction that are dangerous for your health. So I don't understand why we wouldn't take steps to help people quit or take steps to offer them alternatives or mm-hmm. something. Some way to try and get people off of them, not continuously shame them and make the tobacco companies jump through even more hoops than they already are. Yeah. How? I, I remember know. they used to hand out cigarettes in nightclubs. Now, Really? Th- Oh Back in the day, God. I hosted a ton of Benson and Hedges nights, uh. and they would walk around with a platter full of cigarettes here. Would you like a smoke? Try one. Wow.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so messed up.
1: It's amazing how much things have changed.
0: i How much is a cigarette now? like a per, uh, like price per cigarette? Okay.
1: so if you roughly. buy if you buy uh, we'll say du Maurier cigarettes, if you buy a pack, it's going to cost you between seventeen and eighteen dollars for that pack. If you buy two, you can get them for about 35 to 36
0: And I know they've increased that price, right? I mean, that that's an increased price based on, like, every few years, don't they kind of increase the price or something? I always hear of it.
1: Oh, anytime the government wants to increase revenue, they'll say, hey, we're going to do this for Canadians' health. We're going to increase the excise right. tax on smokes. It doesn't really do anything. It doesn't stop people from smoking, necessarily. It does encourage them to go to places where they can get underground cigarettes or cheap cigarettes. Uh, right, right, You might not remember this, but I still think one of Canada's best prime ministers ever was Jean Chrétien. Right. When Jean Chrétien was first elected, one of the first things he did was cut the tax on cigarettes. And it wasn't to encourage people to smoke. It was to discourage people from buying them on the black market. Well, uh. other governments, even though they saw something that Jean did, a liberal prime minister, they saw what he did. He took a principled stance. It was a great strategy. They thought, ah, fuck Jean. That wasn't even a good idea. We're just going to keep raising the prices and we'll tell people it's for their health. I I don't know why we would help people that are addicted to opioids, but we wouldn't try and help people that are addicted to nicotine.
0: I'm I'm for program. This is coming from like a non-smoker, complete non-smoker, not interested. Tried it once when I was young. Look, Not for me. But that said, I am not really about putting more money into this. I'm into putting money when it comes to uh, kids. Let's not get kids into it. Let's not get kids addicted young. Let's try to, I don't know, increase. I don't even know what programs are available, to be honest with you, and kids. I remember doing a like do not smoke thing in school, you know, where we had to like do a presentation about why smoking is bad for you. All that education, that's great. Keep it in there. Maybe Maybe you do a little bit more for kids just because we want to stop that from happening. Right. And then I think a lot of adults who smoke would say, yeah, I wish that I didn't smoke when I was younger. Yeah. If there was something in place, I would probably take it. There's a lot of people that are smoking that don't want to be smoking. Right. You'd mm-hmm. agree. Yeah, absolutely. So, so for me, it's like, let's get them while they're, they're young. The adults who are smoking currently, if that's what you're trying to do, th- like to me, it's just a waste of money. Like now you're wasting money and you're wasting resources. Smoking is also one of those things. You're, you're doing it to yourself. Like, if you want to choose to put that poison in your body, that's your choice. You're going to be the one that suffers at the end of the day. And maybe your loved ones one day. And that's terrible. But you're and I, I know this is where this is where people would disagree with me. We're like, well, it's an addiction. I don't choose to. You, I, you do choose to. Like, I don't know. I don't see it any other way. I just feel like it's a waste of money to put forward that for people who are of age to smoke because they're of age to make those choices. I feel like the focus should be more on making sure that kids don't start smoking as kids.
1: Yeah. I just think that, uh, there's a stigma around cigarettes that, that is mysterious and alluring, particularly for some younger people. And I think that y- you can go ahead and take those packs of cigarettes and put them behind, uh, uh displays right. so that nobody can see them mm-hmm. and, and you can pretend they don't exist and stuff like that. I think what it comes down to is, Oh, my friend's having a cigarette, uh, uh, on our way out, or while we're sitting in the backyards having a bonfire, and then they offer you a puff. It's hard to say no in some cases, and that's how easy an addiction can start. You try it once, and you're hooked. In a lot of cases, it's a highly addictive thing. I understand it totally, and I don't. Uh, I don't disagree with you. It is a waste of money, and it isn't good for your health. And That's all well-documented. It's just once you're hooked, it's so hard to stop. To the people who have stopped over the years, even you can probably acknowledge it wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. Although, I'll just do a plug for this. I haven't done one in years. But years ago on the radio, I read a book called Alan Carr's Easy Ah. Way to Stop Smoking. And he's got Alan Carr's Easy Way to Lose Weight, Alan Mm -hmm. Carr's Easy Way to Stop Smoking. And I thought there's no easy way to stop smoking, but I'm going to read this book anyway. It's remarkable how effective that book is. If you can sit there and read that entire book and then continue smoking after the book, I'm amazed alan carr's easy way to stop smoking if you're a smoker who wants to stop and if you do i don't blame you because the prices are crazy right now 36 to 38 bucks for two packs of smokes That's
0: now. Cra- like that that would be enough to motivate me but again i know i've never been addicted to them so i, I can't really speak to that but oh my god the price of it even
1: i remember when i was young my mom used to send me to the local variety store to pick up her smokes And she would write me a note. Please sell my son one package of matinee extra mild Slims. You bring a note? Well, that was the thing. If your mom wrote you a note, they would sell you a pack of cigarettes. Wow. And moms used to do that because moms were very busy. So I would go to the store every couple of days with my note and buy my mom a pack of cigarettes. She was giving me a $5 bill. Like, as I look back at it now, those cigarettes were under $5. And I was allowed to get like some gummies or sour keys or jujubes or something like that with the change under wow. five bucks. And now it's almost $20 a pack.
0: Those sour keys that were always like at the bottom of a weird fish bowl looking bin.
1: That every kid the, stuck their hand yes, in. Yes,
0: it's so gross. Oh,
1: it was totally yeah, gross. I remember that. Just awful. Uh, one last thing I want to mention while we're talking uh, newsy kind of things. We're about to go through what I predict is going to be an epic summer Doug Ford. You know, I have a feeling by August, I'm not sure if he's going to be happy he got reelected or not. Four out of the five major education unions in Ontario have now taken the first step of bargaining ahead of their contracts expiring on August 31st. Is it just me or is it crazy that the teacher contract expires the week before school begins? Aren't we just setting ourselves up for preschool strikes?
0: Uh, yeah, it's I mean, and w- why wouldn't
1: it expire at the end of June? I,
0: I suppose because the teachers would argue, well, then you're going to have us working and doing all of this into our summertime hours. Right. Would that be why?
1: Well, it's just the I, union that does the negotiating. So I, no. I, I don't know The the union are paid very well. The head of the Canadian Union of Public Employees Bargaining Unit says salary increases. And protecting jobs will be their priorities. Okay. The government has capped public sector wage increases at 1%. It wasn't popular during the pandemic. Many made the case that, okay, well, you can cap them at 1%, but it shouldn't apply to nurses. Cap them at 1%, but, oh, no, it shouldn't apply to teachers. That sort of thing. Well, the whole thing is up at the same time the teachers' contracts are up. And now Doug's got a tough choice to make. Is he going to back down on his own 1% policy? Is he going to give the teachers more money? And what's going to happen to all those teachers that got hired during COVID to teach in the virtual school now that the virtual school is winding down? There's a lot of people that are worried about getting a pink slip, particularly if they're low
0: in seniority. Yeah, I remember that being all of the the, the talk, too, is that all oh, the pink slips are coming. Watch out. They've overhired. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. Well, like, and- it, maybe this is board by board, too. I, I'm not sure.
1: Part of the problem here is if Doug does take off the 1% for nurses, and I even believe that he'd probably like to do it. I think Doug truly does appreciate the work that nurses did during the pandemic. PSWs are another one that did a lot of work during the pandemic, and I think he feels for them and appreciates them. But you hope (laughs) the the policy across the board is 1%. Does he break it for some and not for others? Would he seriously look at the teachers union and say, I'm going to get rid of the 1%? but not for you guys, just for the nurses and healthcare workers. You guys are still staying at 1%.
0: I really, I really hope that you don't screw with the teachers. I really don't. I mean, come on. Let's just, if, 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 if this was, imagine a strike, imagine a strike come September. Like I would lose my shit after everything we've been through and the teachers have been through, you know, I'm, I'm team, give them, give them what they're, they're asking for as long as it's reasonable, right?
1: Well, this is the thing. They negotiate because what they'll be asking for is probably a lot. What they're going to get, not much. But then factor in, we've got almost 7% inflation right now. A lot of people would argue that a pay increase should be at the rate of inflation. Mm-hmm. Would the teachers seriously get a 7 to 8% pay increase? I don't think they will. And if they do, it's going to come with massive cuts Elsewhere in the system.
0: Yeah, that's right. So you have to make that money up somehow.
1: At the end of the day, there's only so much money in the system and it's how they distribute it. Would teachers, hey, could teachers actually get behind a pretty substantial four, five, 6% pay increase, but we're going to increase the class sizes again. Mm -hmm. You're going to earn that money with bigger classes and more reports to write and more things to mark. Or would they be happy with just keeping everybody employed, but a very, very, very modest, pay increase that's not at the rate of inflation. I don't know how this is going to go down. But right now, we don't even have a cabinet. They haven't been appointed or sworn in yet. So right now, we don't even technically have an education minister to begin these negotiations. I do think it's good, though, that they want to start negotiating it now. If we leave this until this summer, and it's getting closer and closer to the start of the school year, and the teachers don't have a contract in place, and they're saying, we're not going to school without a contract, and Doug's saying, fuck you, yes you are, and and they're going to start blaming each other. You know it's coming. The union will turn on the, on the government. The government will turn on the union. Unless they can work this out behind closed doors, this is going to be public, and it's going to be ugly. I just can't wait to see how all this goes down. Yeah, I'm
0: really curious myself. We'll obviously be keeping an eye on this one. Well, the uh, people in the
1: public sector are different from people in the private sector. In the public sector, they're unionized. There's collective bargaining, and they have certain expectations. In the private sector, it's not guaranteed that you even get a raise every year, let alone a guaranteed 1% every year. So- That also adds another element. There's a lot of people who are not in the education system that don't work for the public service that are going to say, right or wrong, they're going to say, hold the fuck on here. How much money do you have to get paid to work 10 months a year and get two weeks off at Christmas and get March break and long weekends all the time and blah, blah, blah. That's going to come up. And that always adds an unnecessary complication to the whole argument. Unless you're working in education, you can't really understand what it's like to work in education. So there's a lot of, I don't know. I go to work nine to five every day. I don't get a raise all the time, certainly not to the rate of inflation. And that's going to complicate it too. <laughs> Drama this summer. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Um, what's wrong with Justin Bieber? You you were following this, and I was concerned about him when I saw that video. Does he really? Is his face paralyzed? Is that why he canceled those shows last week?
0: Yeah, I mean that's part of that's part of uh, what he has, which is ramsey Hunt syndrome. And ramsey Hunt syndrome was trending like crazy all through the weekend too. So a lot of people are learning about it. And I, I, I got so frustrated, to be honest with you, like reading comments and stuff. Like, well, it's because he got the jab because of, because of COVID. It it actually has to do with uh, with chickenpox. That's what it has to do with. Uh, it comes along with the virus, uh, with chickenpox virus, and this can happen, and this can be ongoing for for some people for life, and it flares up at certain points, and it can flare up when and people are assuming it has to do with stress because he's on tour right now. There's a lot of stress for someone, right? You're nonstop, and perhaps that's why he had a flare up, if you will. And, yeah, half of his face is paralyzed. You can't really perform. And he's not feeling well either. He said it's really hard for him to eat right now, which is sad. It sucks. He had to cancel two other shows, by the way. The one uh, Madison Square Garden shows tonight and tomorrow. So, yeah, I mean, he, I'm sure he, he's, he seems like surprisingly, actually not surprisingly because he is a man of faith, but he seems very optimistic and very hopeful. And it, it seems as though, based on the video, for me, It seems like this has happened before. But perhaps he wasn't on a tour at the time. Perhaps this was during COVID. It was a lockdown situation. I have Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. It is from this virus and has caused my face to have paralysis. This is pretty serious. Obviously, my body's telling me I got to slow down. I'm going to get better. I'm doing all these facial exercises to get my face back to normal. It will go back to normal. And we don't know how much time that's going to be, but it's going to be okay. And I have hope. I trust God. It's all for a reason. But in the meantime, I'm going to rest and I love you guys.
1: Did they treat the virus? It's, or is there no, a treatment for whatever virus he has?
0: No, that, this, that's where it gets interesting. I'll i will read you exactly what it says because I'm not a doctor, obviously. I know you're shocked. What? I know you're shocked. How the fuck uh, did you get in everybody here? Everybody calm down. I know. I know. I know. But, uh... It, but it's rare, by the way, it's extremely rare for someone his age. He's quite young, but that, it stems from the chickenpox virus, the varicella voster, or sorry, zoster virus, which also causes shingles and chickenpox. Same kind of thing. Uh. And it typically infects the facial nerve near the inner ear, which is his case, uh, weakness, inflammation, pain in the surrounding areas. He does have some pain. He mentioned uh, he, he's having he's finding it hard to to eat um yeah it's Uh. it sucks and it it usually does affect people with compromised immune systems so in case you're wondering oh he's so young though he he did have lyme disease you know so it's possible that that's obviously the reason why perhaps he would be considered to have a more weakened immune system he didn't mention that in the video but i think we can put two and two together that it's potentially because of that um but it's most commonly treated with uh antiviral medication and a few weeks is usually how long each flare-up can last until you get those antivirals in, and I'm assuming he's on all of those medications.
1: You know, between Haley with the blood clots a couple weeks ago, Justin now having this, it's bizarre that such a young, presumably healthy, happy couple are having this many medical issues, but I'm glad he's getting treatment. He certainly didn't look comfortable in the video, and... How about all those people that were shitting all over him for canceling his show at the last minute?
0: Yeah, now how do you feel? He has a pretty serious
1: medical condition, so maybe consider that in the future. Um, I got a problem at home. I want to talk about your weekend in a second, but I have a problem at home. (laughs) Maybe there's a plumber listening. Let
0: it out. Okay, all right.
1: I got this house, obviously, at the end of uh, January, beginning of February, and I noticed shortly into it, there was a small leak in my kitchen. The leak was coming from above, which is where my master bathroom is. Finally decided this weekend, I got to deal with that leak. There's that wet spot in the drywall in the ceiling. I'm and just,
0: it was getting bigger. That's how you noticed it kind yeah, of thing. And
1: it was right yeah. below the drain. So I figured below the drain, OK, when they retiled the shower, the old owners, they probably didn't seal it up properly or put enough caulking in or something like that. And water's just slipping through. So I pulled up the drain and I re it. And this is after I'd cut the drywall out of the ceiling in my kitchen. Oh, no. Big hole in the kitchen Oh, now. God. So I went up to the shower, re it. That actually made it worse. Now there's more water coming down.
0: What in the holy hell did you do? I don't
1: know, Kat. Like, I'm starting to wonder, is this like behind the walls? Is it the membrane in the shower? I don't know. So I got to do one of my favorite things yesterday. I got up when it first opened, grabbed myself a Starbucks and headed to, to Lowe's. It was Lowe's. It was <laughs> the closest one to my place. Walking through yeah. a hardware store early on a weekend morning hits completely different than walking into a hardware store at four in the afternoon it's,
0: that's like a treat for my husband my husband's a woodworker too so for him it's like everything about a hardware store if, if he can take a look at stuff and he loves it it's a treat right it's a treat did you nod to other people I like did. hey how you doing good morning Yeah,
1: you here to fix shit uh, too? I'm, I'm getting yeah, shit too. done
0: today are mm-hmm. you you getting shit done yeah that's fucking right I am okay so here's a question for you because I know you got the house and it was at a strange time where you had to like go in a million dollars over asking did you skip the home inspection yeah Yeah.
1: See, I don't know that the home inspection would have found this anyway, though. No, not
0: necessarily. Not necessarily. But I got to say it gave me because I was the same as you, although mine was mine went in multiples. This was before all the craziness post-COVID, but mine was multiples. And so I decided to forego that. But I got to say, I ended up being so nervous about it. I brought in a home inspector after the fact, just out of pocket to do stuff because I was so freaked out about what could happen. But if you do that. You could kill two birds with one stone because maybe that person goes in, takes a look around, makes sure everything else is good, and also gives you some tips as to what it could be. Just a thought.
1: Not a bad idea. Well, now I'm at a point where I think I'm going to have to take down the wall behind the shower. It's easier than taking down the wall in the shower, which is tiled.
0: Are you going to bring in like a, are you going to bring in like a, how's your girlfriend feel about this? Did she ask you to bring in a professional for this or is she trusting you completely? First
1: text message this morning. Good morning, honey. I think we should hire a plumber. Yeah,
0: yeah. The I fuck agree out of with here. her. No, We're not calling I agree. somebody. No, I agree with her. Stop. You got to do it. Because what if you make it worse? It's going to cost more money. It's going to frustrate you. Just get someone else to take care of it.
1: There's only two other things it could possibly be it's either the membrane or it's a leaky pipe behind the wall.
0: Oh, no. You're doing process of elimination fixing?
1: Yes. And I will either be a hero in all of this or it will fail miserably if, and I'll end up calling a plumber anyway. If
0: your girlfriend's anything like me, she's already called a plumber, by the way. She may and have. And they're on the way there. Wouldn't the, surprise you're me You're going to come all. home and be like, I'm ready to fix and the, there's going to be some guy there. He's going to be like, hey, my name's Joe. I'm a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> your girlfriend hired me. Can't trust you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll, uh, I'll keep you posted if, uh, if it turns out to be anything that I can fix on my own or if I need a pro. Just be careful
0: know. above that area. Just be careful below that area, I should say. Be careful in the kitchen.
1: Water and electricity it, are the yeah, two like, things that I'm not good just at. Just be careful. Not good Please. at it at all. But I at least know what it could probably be. So that is good. You had a different kind of weekend, though. I got to tell you guys. This morning when we were on the air on our FM radio show, we're on 91.5 FM, The Beat, in Kitchener-Waterloo every day. Kat and I were having a conversation, and she just mentioned casually her gas experience. And I thought, hold on a second here. Is she saying what I think she's saying? Kat had never been to a full-serve gas station before this weekend.
0: I probably did as a child, to be fair. But this is the first time. Okay, so here's what happened. I've never been to this place before, obviously. And it's not one of these like uh, dealios where it's like, okay, this is your I don't remember seeing any signs is what is my point. I don't remember seeing any signs as to to let me know that this is the case. But I was on my way to get my hair done and I was about like 10 minutes early. And I thought, you know what? I might as well fill up now. Save me some time. That way, when I leave, I can just go right home. I don't have to fill up my gas tank and then go home. So, kind of like spur of the moment, there's a gas station off of a street in Cambridge. That's where I was, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'll just scoot into this place." Hey, it's actually a few cents cheaper than the one I saw down the road. So I, I so I drove in and I pull up and I I get my my shit all together. I grab my my debit card and I'm I'm turning off the car and I go to get out the door and I get out the door and I look at the pump and I'm holding my debit card. I'm like, and I knew something was fishy because I was like, what is happening? There's no, where do I put my debit card? So there was second. no slots, no button. Like, what is happening here?
1: So you're standing at the pump and you're ready to pay. There's nowhere to stick your card in.
0: Yeah. I was like, what is the kind of thing thingamajiggy machine is this? Where do I stick this thing? You,
1: Did you try like tapping it all over the pump just in case it's like a really advanced pump? <laughs> I didn't
0: pump? want to look too crazy. So I was just kind of like glancing around and I thought, is, the, is this machine broken? Like, is there another one that works? So I glanced around, but as I glanced around, it was too late. By then, uh, this guy comes out from behind me, and he's like, "Hello!" I was like, H- "Hello!" He's like, "All right," uh, and I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I'm getting carjacked! <laughs> what are you doing? Oh no! I was like, "What's happening here? Do I pay inside first, or what's happening?" And it was just like a little kiosk, basically, in the middle of the of these gas pumps. This is again. This is just new. I I, I was like, "Are you pumping this?" He's like. All the always is how he answered me. Always. So I was like, oh, so th- that's fine. He asked which one. I'm like, oh, the cheapest one. So he f- so he starts filling up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did he ask you, would you like regular or unleaded ma'am?
0: Yeah, he asked me questions. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, the cheap one is so I always push that one. Just do that one. That's fine. So then. So it wasn't like an S.O. or a Shell
1: or a Petrocan. No. It was like a no name.
0: No, it was like a no. I don't even know the name of it still. I couldn't even tell you the name of the place. But the, I know the guy was like, nice. And he just starts, he sticks it in the thing and he's just like, okay, then. And I'm like, what do I fucking do with myself? So I like sat back down on the, on the driver's seat with my feet dangling. <laughs> I didn't fully commit to getting back into my car because I thought this is weird. Do I get in my car and close? The- I have to pay after, so like, do I get in my car and close the door completely and like fiddle with my phone for like two minutes? Or like, what do I do for these two minutes? And it was a nice day, so I'm like, oh, I'll just sit on the end. So I I sat with my feet like dangling from the seat. Like I don't look at him. No, I don't. Where do I look? Like straight ahead to the side. You didn't so watch weird. him pump
1: your gas, did you? No,
0: of course I tried not to. And then someone else came, which was good. So he he left my car with the pump in the car and the, the gas going in my car with him gone. So I was like, okay, do I handle the rest of the <laughs> Like, am I supposed to take this over? Like, I didn't understand how it worked because he jumped to the next car right away that pulled up. Because that's what he does. He was very quick. He's like, I'm going to the next person. So I'm like, do I finish the job? Like, do I give a couple extra squirts toward the end? You know, you always do a little at the end. Do I do that? Or So I was like, li- like really awkwardly standing by the pump after it had finished. If it was full, the tank was full. And I'm sitting there looking at it and looking at him like, can I, can I remove it? Or do I have to wait for you to pull this out or... It was so awkward.
1: You fucking millennials are so funny.
0: I found it so awkward. So he came over to do it, even though I could have easily grabbed it and shoved it back in the fucking hole. It's a
1: full serve. You don't touch it.
0: That's but that's I know. I didn't want to like step on his toes. He seemed very like that was his pump. Don't touch it. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to touch it. I'm just going to sit here awkwardly until you're done with that person. So you could remove this and I can pay. So he probably thought
1: you weren't in a hurry (laughs) since you were sitting there with your feet dangling out of the car watching him. (laughs)
0: So, so I paid, and then I just got my card. I was like, that was weird, and I left. I don't, I've never, that's, that's the first time that, that's never happened to me before. So
1: allow me to sound my age. Uh, back in the day, there was more full serves than, than self-serve and it wasn't even that much more. You were paying like one to maybe three cents more for the full serve, and that was back when gas was like 50 to 60 cents a liter, so everybody just went to the full serve. Back then, though, it was full serve. Not only were they pumping your gas, and you'd have one guy filling up like eight cars at a time, and there's an art to it. They would just put it in, start pumping over here. Good, yeah, we're gonna go and get that one started over there. Oh, collect payment over here. Start a new one over there. It was great how they did it. They were like, fucking Spider-Man. It was nuts. They would also check your oil. They would clean your windshield. Full serve was full serve. And I I guess we got away with it or from it because of the labor cost involved. You had to pay somebody to actually do that. But it was great when you got gas back in the day. Think of all those times when you've got a wind chill of minus 40 degrees and it's snow whipping across the gas station parking lot and you're standing out there pumping your own gas. It never used to be like that. You just went to the full serve and they took great care of you. That's so funny that you were shocked and didn't know how to handle (laughs) it.
0: It was so awkward. If there's security footage, my God, Scott, you should track that down because I was just like, what do I do? But he said he was going to do it. Why didn't you just get back in the car like everybody else? I did. I sat there, but I didn't want to close the door because I thought, is that rude if I just close the door on the guy that's pumping my gas? I thought that was mean. He doesn't want to
1: talk to you. (laughs) He just wants your money. That's it. He's going to pump the gas. You give him the money, take off. I didn't
0: know the etiquette. I, it was i didn't know what to do it was just so weird it was so and then i was wondering after as i drove off i'm like was i supposed to like tip him or something <laughs> like he pumped my gas like i feel like that is a service and i actually paid less than the than the place down the road so like i was i supposed to give him something all i had was like a i think i had like one dollar left on a tim card in my car like if i gave that to him would that have been weird or no right no I don't have any cash
1: Yeah. No, I I believe that they're paid fairly well. And I don't think that tipping is discouraged, but I also don't think it's expected by any means. It's just a a nicety if they happen to do a good job. Uh, So back when we used to have the full serves, that was when the credit card used to go through the roller thing. They
0: Oh, right.
1: And you could just write in one dollar. Two dollars, That sort of thing for a tip. And it was real easy to add on. Now, I don't know how easy or hard it is. But you didn't like it or you did like it? I
0: don't know. I I don't know. Now that I know how it works, maybe if I go back, I'll go back with more confidence. More confidence. (laughs) Like, do I play? (laughs) Like, I'll go to stay my ass in the car. You know, like, I won't look like a complete idiot that goes and tries to, like, tap her debit card on the side of a machine that's not there laugh but it's true I just don't
1: understand
0: (laughs) how you didn't know how a full serve gas pump works I didn't know those exist still like I honestly didn't know those exist I like I don't have any memory of it I, I know that it existed when I was a kid I'm sure but I don't pay I didn't pay attention
1: I haven't been to a full serve gas station since the last time I was in the states but the last time I went I pulled up and I did the same thing as you I went to get out of the car and start pumping guy comes running over no 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 full serve sir and I'm like Holy fucking shit! This is great. So I jump back in the car and I'm replying to emails while my car's <laughs> getting filled up. He came over with the portable machine. I just tapped and I was yeah, on my way. That it
0: was a, great. That was another thing. I think he wanted me out of his kiosk because then I walked to the kiosk to pay, and then not realizing he could probably bring it to me, and he probably wanted to. But you I, went
1: in his kiosk. I didn't know. Oh
0: shit. And I was wondering if they had like lottery tickets or anything. They didn't have anything in there. Was just no, like, it's just
1: for gas. Fuck <laughs> off. Go. I
0: I didn't know i'm so new by the I way i didn't know
1: tying in the cigarette conversation if you buy your cigarettes at a gas station and it was full serve you would tell them yeah i'll take 20 bucks unleaded and two matinee extra mild slim 100s they bring you shit too like scratch it, tickets and stuff right to, I, I never tried the scratch tickets but they would definitely bring you cigarettes and fill up your car oh my
0: gosh
1: it was awesome I wonder if that's a viable business model. I mean, fuck it. If we're paying two fifteen nine a liter yeah. anyway, maybe we pay two seventeen and get full serve back. I wonder if that would be a good business model.
0: Huh. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I it was as weird more,
1: as more and more vehicles though transition to electric. Uh-huh. You might see gas stations actually starting to compete to get what's left of the business out there. So Slowly. Yeah, my, you're right. Kat, you may be like a pioneer for millennials. You're the one who's experienced a full serve, and you can teach the whole generation how it the, works. I'm going
0: to tell the rest of the millennials how it works. <laughs> and then we'll eventually tell the Gen Z, and we'll change the world.
1: This Shangri-La that you've discovered somewhere in, in Cambridge of a gas station.
0: I it's, don't even know the name of the place. Isn't that bad? It's magical. Oh, yoy.
1: Can we do a, a, a long conversation in three minutes?
0: A long conversation in three minutes? Yep. Okay, t- how are we going to do this?
1: I, I'll give you the Coles notes on the story.
0: Okay, let's do it.
1: 24-year-old woman wonders on Reddit if she's being unreasonable because her boyfriend is going on a trip. He's going to visit his brother. Now, work is going to pay for his flight because there's some work he can do while he's there. Bonus. Great. It's a $300 flight. The woman found it cheaper on one of the discount airlines. So maybe this guy's flying like U.S. Air or something like that. She found it on Southwest or Spirit for $112. So she went to him and said, it's $300 to join you on this trip. Because he said, hey, you're welcome to come along if you want. She said, well, it's $300 to fly. But I found it on this airline for $112. She was hoping that he would offer to pay the difference. Mm -hmm. He didn't offer to pay the difference. So she was wondering, does he just want me to fly alone? And, And she threw up all kinds of objections too, like I'm going to a city that I've never been to and blah, 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 blah. She really wants him to pay the extra money rather than just take the cheaper flight and, hey, I'll see you when you land. She points out he just won $5,000. It was probably gambling, by the way. Wow. So, but he, he got some money, and he makes like three times more than she does. Oh, okay. Does that factor in the fact that he makes more money and he just got a bit of a payday? <sighs> Do you think he should kick in the extra 190 bucks,
0: or should she just take the cheaper flight? Okay, so- It does factor in for me that what you just said. It does factor in that he makes a lot more than his girlfriend. And we don't know how long they've been together. Is that correct? No idea. This a piece that's missing. Okay, so that's a piece that's missing that I would like to know, but that's fine. So let's just put that aside. He makes way more. Plus, he won this $5,000. And he's not, he didn't even offer. I shouldn't say not willing because I'm not sure if she asked. But he didn't even think to say, you know what, though? If that's how much it costs, yeah, I'll I'll pay for the rest of it. Or you know what? It's on me because I want you to be there. I'm wondering, this is just me putting on my like uh, therapist hat, maybe is what it is.
1: Does he actually want her there? I mean, he said she's welcome to come. Yeah, I don't know if he actually wants her there. I'm not sure that he does either, to be honest. But in all fairness, he is going to see family and he's going to be working at the same time. I've gone on work trips before and thought, oh, yeah, you should tag along. And then I second guessed and thought, no, by the time I do this and do that and go to that meeting and this meeting, and then there's probably going to be like a cocktail hour or something afterwards that I shouldn't invite you to a work cocktail reception.
0: Yeah, it's probably not even a good idea to come. And maybe that's also the factor of I'm not really ready for you to meet my brother. Like, I don't know how, how early into the relationship they are for me. OK, so here's how I feel about this. In a nutshell, I think she shouldn't go. I really? think don't worry about the money. Put like, don't worry about anything. You know what? Say, you know what? You go and have a good time. See what his reaction is to that. And see what, like, if he says, no, 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 please come. I really, really want you there. Then maybe the wheels will start spinning for him and he'll realize, holy shit, I should have offered you. Or maybe the truth is he doesn't really, he's not ready for that yet. Or he knows he'll be busy. Like you mentioned, there's shit to do. And he'll go, great. Let's go on a trip together, you and I, another time. I'm not saying ditch the guy at all. But for this particular trip, let him go. Don't come. Plan a trip with him another time to another place and see how it goes. If he's still weird with money in the future, in terms of you feel like he should give you something, I don't know what it is, but you feel as though he should probably help you out in one way or another, then you could take a look at it then. But in this particular case, don't dump him or anything, but I would question, does he actually want me there? And I don't think the answer is yes here.
1: I'm also wondering why it matters that you're not on the same plane. If I have to go to Vegas and my girlfriend wants to come along to Vegas, yeah, sure. I guess it'd be nice if we could fly together and sit beside each other on the plane but it doesn't make a difference if it's going to cost money for her to come i'd like it to cost as little as possible cuz i'd like to spend the difference in vegas right that 190 bucks is dinner so I, I don't know why she's so hung up on we should be on the same flight we should fly together take the cheap flight figure it out when you get to the airport who's going to pick who up it depends who lands first and then have yourself a great trip. Why would you be upset that you're not spending money? Take that as a win that you're not spending money and take the cheaper flight. And by the way, the fact that you can fly anywhere for $300 in America and as little <laughs> right? as $112 in America shows you just how expensive Air Canada and WestJet are because that's messed up. Do you ever see those flight deals that they have in Canada like Flair and Swoop and stuff like sure that? Sure I think, do. Yeah. Fuck, It's only $99 to fly to Halifax. I should just go for a weekend because stuff like that makes me want to fly more. Cheap flights makes me want to see Canada. $700 one way to Vancouver makes me not want to go to Vancouver.
0: Right, yeah. And a lot of them, some of them do have those little hidden fees, you know what I mean? But but sometimes they are small. And really, if the base fare is going to be 99 bucks, it really does save you a lot of money. I say you do it, by the way. You should just pick a weekend that you have free and wait for like a... A sale because sometimes every now and again they're just like book today and it's 20% off. It's great, it's so convenient.
1: I find that convenient like, why too. Why not? Right? There's lots of great places that you can go. Yeah, what was the one I saw? Deer Lake for $49. Now, that's just the base fare. If you want to bring a carry on, yeah. it'll probably cost you 30 or 40 bucks. If you want to bring a check bag, that'll be 50 it's bucks. It's amazing
0: that the carry ons cost money now, by the way. Like, this is crazy to me. Like, it's so expensive.
1: But if you can get away with just a personal item, maybe a backpack, yep. Do it. Yeah. Go spend $49 and go see another part of Canada plus hotel.
0: I will say flair has good options for that because what I did was because I'm booking four people, right? My whole family, but the kids don't need massive suitcases. We've got our two suitcases. We can probably fit most of our shit in, but we'll give them a personal item. They actually have like varying packages that you can buy. So it's two care or two, uh, uh, suitcases stowed away, if you will, plus three personal items. And then, or there's an option for two and then you change the price a little bit. I was like, great. Yeah. Click, 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 click. Yeah, it's all expensive at the end of the day, but it's, it's better than some airlines who are like, no matter what, you have to add this if you want to bring more stuff with you. And it's, it's way more money.
1: The one that really gets me is when they charge you for seat selection, but you have to pre-select your seat. I think it's swoop. Yeah. The last time I flew my daughter home, uh, I skipped the option to pre-select your seat. I thought, ah, fuck it. It doesn't matter. She can sit wherever she sits. Get to the airport. They'll assign her a seat. No, you have, you have to pick to. a seat. Yeah. You, but you, you don't can't. have an option to not pay it. That, if it's not optional, should just be in the base there. Yeah.
0: Why is it called an option? It's not. Maybe at one point it was or something and they changed it. I don't know. But yeah, for me, same thing. I couldn't I couldn't not.
1: Book your flight soon if you're going away this summer, everybody, because if they haven't already, every one of those airlines is gonna start charging huge fuel surcharges. Yeah. Even bigger than they are now. Okay, we are over. We got to go. Have yourselves a fantastic Monday. Put on lots of sunscreen today. Oh, I didn't even get a chance to mention that. Quickly, new survey out. There's two things that are likely to make you put on sunscreen. And today the UV index is 10. You need sunscreen today. The two things are brand that you like that's easy to use. Maybe you like the Copper Tone spray on. Okay, great. And you don't like the Hawaiian Tropic because it leaves you greasy. Okay, fine. If it's easy, people will use it. The second thing, nagging partner.
0: <laughs> I put your hand up if you've been the nagging partner to, when it comes to sunscreen. I'm the nagging partner. I am the nagging partner too. <laughs> I'm always like, hey, make sure you put sunscreen on. It's going to be real, real hot out there today, real sunny. Scott, I do a sneak attack. My, my husband went golfing on uh, Saturday. With some coworkers. Before he left, I sprayed him without even asking him for his permission. I'm like, your neck is always burning. Your neck will burn for sure, right? He's golfing. You know how it's like. He's like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm like, well, just make sure you're covered. You're welcome.
1: You know what I wish there was? (laughs) I think they should have sunscreen towelettes for your face because that's the part I hate the most. I don't want to rub it. I don't want to spray hands. it in my hand and rub it on. Uh, that's okay. how you, most people do it. Or you can just hold your breath and close your eyes and spray your face, but then you got to wait for it to dry or it's going to run into your eyes. Yeah. And Sunscreen in your eyes is probably what it feels like to get stabbed. Yeah, it's I would not think nice. it sucks. Yeah. The uh, if there were like towelettes or something, you could just wipe the sunscreen onto your face and your ears and all those hard-to-find areas, that'd be good. Hey, there's a great idea you if go. you're in the sunscreen industry. Make it happen.
0: <laughs> we're, bringing back, we're bringing back full-service gas stations, and we're bringing in these uh, sunscreen towels. We'll come up with a cool name <laughs> for it later.
1: Have a great one, everybody. We will see you tomorrow with a new episode of After 9. Bye. The maker of Sriracha had to suspend production, so now the world is facing a shortage. How is that even possible? I've been using the same bottle of sriracha since college. The NBA Finals, Boston, fans have taken a particular dislike to Warriors power forward Draymond Green. Everybody doesn't love Draymond in Boston. He has been greeted with chants of F.U. uh, each time he's played there, which you do have to take with a grain of salt. F.U. is like their Aloha in Boston. It means that's how they greet everyone. That's what Ben Affleck's grandma says when he goes home to visit.